Why Are You Talking podcast, the podcast where we talk and you listen because that's how podcasts work. And here are your hosts, Rob Z, Jess P, and Sarah. Hello, everyone. This is Rob Z with Jess and Sarah. Welcome to the Why Are You Talking podcast, episode number 52. <laughs> Let's do this thing. Uh, did you guys listen to the uh, missing Richard Simmons finale? Yes. I have not listened God. to that podcast yet, but I've Why had literally problem? four or five other people recommend it so yeah, far. Yeah, it's good, but it's already over now, so you missed it. Good, then I can, Johnny come I lately. Can binge it. Yeah, it's I still really. I haven't had any spoilers yet, so I'm good. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'll try not to spoil it for you. There's not a lot to spoil, but I mean, it's really, it was really good. Um, I was a little, I don't know what I wanted. I think in the end, I wanted them to like have this big reveal and that's not really what happened, but. Well, I remember like when Serial was out and everybody was like, holy shit, what's going to happen? And even that like video making fun of it was like, Sarah, what's, we were so excited to see who the murderer was. And she's like, yeah, me too. She's like (laughs) hiding in the bathroom on her payphone. Right. Right. I feel like it was kind of that same thing where it's like everyone gets really excited about it and then you're like, oh, okay, that's how it ends. So. Well, and I never really felt, yeah, I felt disappointed in the the season finale of Serial as well. Yeah. Um, But I actually just heard that uh, the people from This American Life and Serial are partnering on a new uh, podcast. Yeah, it's called S-Town, which I think means shit town. And it's another, like, murder thing. Um, Mm -hmm. It sounds pretty good. I listened, it starts this weekend, I think. Yeah. um, On Thursday. I listened to the preview that they put out. Yeah. I'm pretty excited about it. Um, but yeah, I feel like uh, the whole missing Richard Simmons thing, I really enjoyed it. The production value was fantastic. The so. guy, I think I could listen to him talk about anything. Yeah, me too. I love his voice. and I'm always, I don't know what he looks like, so I'm always like imagining what he looks like. And <laughs> Based on his voice? Yeah. And that means he looks very, very sexy. That's right. So Rob, why don't you give us an update on your podcast that's coming out? Yeah, it's, um, I have a couple of guests lined up to record. Uh, I just need to find the time that works for them and works for me. Um, I've bought equipment that I still need to figure out, apparently. <laughs> uh, the, the website is up. I wrote a blog post on South by Southwest, my kind of experience with Spreadfast, and they fucking loved it. Nice. So I've been talking it up, been handing out cards. Um, it's, it's, it's happening. It's actually cool. happening. That's so I just need to get like a, I'm actually going to host it on Libsyn because Libsyn will kick it out to like everything. Yeah. That's what I wanted to do with this guy too, but. Uh. Well, I think we can probably transfer things over. Yeah. yeah. I think it might pick up archives. Cool. I, uh, I'm following your podcast on Instagram. Yeah. I haven't done much on Instagram yet. That's one of the things I know I need to. It just get recommended at. it to me. Cause like, I think it, it knows that we're. It knows everything. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Speaking of which, (laughs) I feel like Instagram knows me better than anyone. Well, Instagram, you guys, wants you to spend money. You may or may not have noticed. And they found a new way to do that. That is going to feel super intuitive. So intuitive, in fact, you're probably not going to be able to help but buy things from it. So what they're doing is they're actually going to allow 
companies to tag items in photos, just like you can tag people in photos. And then you'll be able to tap a photo and those tags will pop up just like it, it, it does whenever you tag a person in the photo. And then when you tap that, it'll take you to a page where you can actually buy those items. Imagine the possibilities with food. This is very dangerous. So that was going to be my question. So is it that specific? Does it like you, a restaurant posts a picture of something and then you tap it and then it takes you to Favor or Bite Squad or whatever their delivery company is? I could see them doing those type of integrations. Right now, I think it's solely to like your product page at the moment. But I mean, that would be a genius integration to say, hey, restaurant in San Francisco, tag this photo, link it to the Bite Squad page for your restaurant, and then someone can literally, while they're scrolling through Instagram, tap over, buy that food that they just saw that looked delicious, and have it coming from Favor or Bite Squad or whatever, and then go back to scrolling on Instagram. Does this mean that um, we're going to be able to attach URLs to every post now, or is it still going to only be when you pay for ads? I could see them... um, the, that's the, a the details aren't completely Instagram. out yet. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I can't see them allowing people to just willy nilly add a bunch of links. Like it's probably going to be tied through the ads platform, I'm assuming, mm-hmm. um, because you're going to have to be able to tie it to product pages. Right. So, so um, like I wouldn't be able to say like, hey, I'm making these raspberry lemon bars. Uh, click the post to go to the link. Probably not. You'll have to keep doing mm-hmm. the link in bio thing that everybody yeah. does. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. But I get. I get why it's like that. Like I, I, it is annoying when you want to post it, but I'm also glad that it's not like something that everybody can do. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Cause like, I mean, you're, you're absolutely right, Sarah. People would ruin it. I mean, they would just, it would become spammy. It would become garbage links. It would be porn. I mean, yeah. It's just, it's rife with why we can't have nice things, things. why we can't have nice things. And it's already so spammy. I feel like I get followed by like 30 spam accounts a day. It's ridiculous. Oh yeah. They're, they're definitely flocking to Instagram. There's no question about that. They're Um, so easy to spot though. That's the thing. It's like, you're not fooling anybody. They haven't come up with new tactics at all. (laughs) Dave at Charles Montoyota thinks my content's great. Does he give you a thumbs up every day on every day for everything I do? Yeah. I love the inspirational ones too. They're like, wow, way to go. Keep it up. I wish one of the ones I saw was like, I wish I'd found this earlier. And I'm like, cool. The <laughs> like, picture what of the mean? dog. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> how did this help you? <laughs> I wish I had seen this sooner. Hmm. Yeah. The auto posting stuff is just getting bad. Yeah. I gave it a shot for a little bit and I don't know. I just felt so skeezy. Like I would turn it on for like 10 minutes and be like, okay, enough, enough, enough. Like I just, I did not like doing it. It really bothered me. Wait, hold on. What? I did some, yeah, I tried it with Shinebox when I was doing that. Um, but I would only turn it on for a few minutes at a time because I felt so skeezy about it. (laughs) So wait, okay, hold on. You didn't tell me this. This is, this is important information, Jess. Why is that? Because I, 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 you were in the belly of the beast. So you understand who, who, where did you buy it? Did you get one to go to the, one of those like buy Instagram follower type websites? Like, no, I didn't buy followers. It was a, uh, I can't remember exactly what it was called now, but it was some sort of like automation thing where it would go in and like, um, posts by 
that all fit within this like category that you set up this parameter. So like you would pick all the code words that are like hashtags and stuff and it would go through Instagram and just like, like things and add comments to things, um, and follow people. So, and you could have it set for the algorithm of like unfollow people once you got to a certain critical mass too. So it was interesting. I, it was free up to a point. Um, I gave mm. it a shot like maybe once or twice just to kind of see how it worked. But I, it gave me such an icky feeling. That's probably why I already mentioned it because I felt, didn't feel good about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, it, it was interesting and it wasn't, I think it was like a, you sign up for it and then after a certain amount of days or followers or something, you had to start paying. Interesting. Yeah. But it, that's not something you can do like via Instagram or Facebook, right? No, it was a separate thing. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Huh. Well, I'm glad to know that it gave you an icky feeling because it certainly seems to not give some people icky feelings and they are garbage people. Yeah. I'm just, I'm also very like concerned about the authenticity of the people that I follow or how many people mm-hmm. I'm following and, or who are following me. So I like to keep my numbers kind of lower and I go through quite often and purge. Um, and you know, for a long time I would just like add people back whenever they added me, but now it's just so many people yeah. that are fake, you know? Yeah. I just basically, if someone follows me, I'll, I'll maybe check out their profile, but especially cause I post a lot about marketing stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the stuff that I get is just garbage. It's people posting constant like hustle memes or inspirational memes. And they're usually just so badly done. Yeah. I mean, it takes away from the whole point of Instagram, which is supposed to be well curated photos. Um, so yeah, it's, I, I rarely follow people back. Um, just because they followed me, like there has to be some sort of value that I want in my feed. Actually, I want to, I, I should go back and purge some of mine too. Cause I know I've, uh, gone through and followed some just for like contests and stuff like that. And I'm getting no value from, from those ones at all. So full disclosure, I'm creeping through the house like a weirdo right now, trying to be quiet because my computer's dying and I just realized I left the charger in the car, which is why I'm (laughs) not seeing a lot, but I'm... (laughs) Well, speaking of creeping around, Jess, you found a new favorite TV show. No. Damn it. <laughs> false. Podcast? False, false statement. Alternative fact. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait. What it's is it? a, is it a documentary. Podcast? Documentary. Fuck. Okay. And it's a murder. It's murder though, right? No. Well. No. Well. No? It's not murder. It's blackmail. Why don't you just say you <laughs> Why don't you just quit life? Why don't yeah, I do this life for life. you, Rob? Yes, please. We don't, I think this. this is a perfect intro. Okay. So, <laughs> basically, um, HBO has a new documentary out. And I guess it came out, I don't know, maybe in February or January, called Tickled. And I've been seeing it in my feed. And I, I watch a lot of documentaries. I love documentaries. I love history documentaries and true crime documentaries. But this one is called Tickled, and I just kind of thought maybe it was about tickling or some sort of weird tickling fetish. Um, and I didn't really pay a lot of attention to it, but then I just, it, it was so intriguing to me. And the tagline of it is Fear fear the Feather. 
And so I was like, okay, I talked to my boyfriend, we should just watch this. And he said, yeah, I heard it's actually really good. So, okay, we decided this weekend to watch it. It was not what I expected. And I, and Sarah, I call, I texted both you guys and was like, you have to watch this. And Sarah watched it that night um, with her boyfriend. And I don't want to do any spoilers, but I do want to talk about it in a really kind of Broadway because it was so interesting and it had a lot to do with the internet and a lot to do with how we've kind of grown up with the internet and how it can affect you. So I, I don't know. Let me kind of just give like a really brief synopsis uh, since Rob, you haven't had a chance to watch it yet. Yeah, please do. So basically this reporter in New Zealand, um, I think it's like Dave Ferrari or something. He is like a pop culture reporter and he always tries to find really interesting and quirky things to report on. So he found this video online of a uh, competitive what is it? Competitive tickling. Competitive tickling uh, sports. This is a thing? Yes. So he finds this video and he's like, what the fuck is this? And so he's kind of diving into it and he's like, this is so crazy and interesting. And basically this company called um, Jane Media, uh, they're putting out ads online for young male uh, athletes to come compete in these competitive tickling championships and there's pay involved they fly them in they put them up in a hotel room and then these videos show up online and it's it's you know guys in their 20s and they're wearing like track suits and they're one of them's tied down and the rest of them are tickling the other one and it's so weird and the first thing i think is like oh, this is a weird sex thing um which i'm sure is what the reporter also thought but he was like i want to know everything about this so he contacts the company, Jane O'Brien Media, and the response is just like, what the fuck just happened? It is so insane. And it's like within the first 10 minutes, you're like, whoa, this is not what I thought this was at all. I had no, I just thought it was gonna be some weird fetish video, you know, documentary. It turns into the darkest, creepiest thing I've seen since I've seen the Jinx, probably. And um, it's just, it's so unexpected. It it takes so many turns. It's a really interesting look at the internet since the nineties. Like this has been going on since like the early nineties. Um, it's just, it's a really interesting study in journalism and how the internet affects your life throughout, you know, from when you're really young until you're really old. And when you started in chat rooms and now, you know, we're on phones and it's just really, really interesting. I don't know. Jump in here, Sarah. Wow. (laughs) <laughs> well, it was, yeah, everything about it, like, first of all, they're not all in their 20s. Some of them are much younger than that. And it's, there's a, there's something about watching these videos, even the clips of these videos, in the context of the documentary that makes you feel gross. Like, there's oh, something. Oh, for that, sure. Yeah, yeah, it was uncomfortable to be, like, watching those videos. Um, with my boyfriend, we were both just, like, like, by the end of it, we were on, like, opposite end of the couch. Like, don't touch me. <laughs> Like, you know, I don't like this, right, honey? <laughs> yeah, like, do not, no touching is allowed ever again. Um, so not exactly a sexy date night documentary, but uh, it was <laughs> it was bizarre. And also, like, the way that they handled the media inquiry, like, they're doing this, you know, they're marketing themselves as, like, this, it's um, endurance tickling is the name of the sport. Oh, that's right, yeah. Occurred, according to them, and they, you know, are recording it and releasing these videos and things like that. And that's the kind of quirky thing that you would expect the media to want to cover. But the the negative way in which they handled 
his media requests, I mean, they were so ugly. Like, immediately upon receiving a request about doing a story on them, they were just like, we will sue you, do not contact us, do not contact people who have filmed us oh, or who have participated. Um, All kinds of slurs because oh, the reporter's gay right. or he's bisexual. And they, they literally, like, wrote on Facebook, like, Jane Media said on Facebook, like, we do not want to associate with homosexual reporters. We don't want homosexual people competing in this sport. Um, I mean, really just sh- things that, like any normal company in 2000 in the 2000s I, I doubt that this was all happening in 2017 but this probably, was 2016 yeah you don't go yeah. online on Facebook and say we refuse to talk to homosexual reporters and they did and they you know they told all of their participants like not to talk to him under threat of duress and you know it was it was really just an immediate i think you know they reacted so strongly to his media inquiry that it makes them seem even more like they're doing something they shouldn't be doing right well and of course because this is a reporter his immediate response was like well now i'm definitely doing a story um i don't know i just i found it so interesting and i'm so surprised by how interesting and good it was i just really wanted to talk about you know i wanted people to know about it so go support yeah, it for sure that's fascinating because if, if they would have just given him a, a very canned response he probably would have just been like oh well this is boring never mind oh, hell yeah 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 but well, and, i mean the, the thing is is tickling is definitely a sexual fetish like that without a doubt exists and i can't i can't believe that they I mean, I guess I can understand that they want to try to separate themselves from that if they're not doing it in a sexual way. But, I mean, there's no way you can not at least consider the fact that that exists out there and you may have people asking about it. Especially when you have adults tying each other down and tickling each other. I mean, that's... If the only way it could have gotten more sexual is if they would have not had clothes on or if they would have had, like, jock straps on or something like that. I mean... right. Come on. (laughs) Yeah, it's bizarre. Oh, true crime. What's the jinx about? The jinx is about Robert Durst, who is um, part of the very wealthy Durst real estate family in New York. No relation to Fred Durst, right? No relation. And, um, (laughs) but that joke got made a lot. And then, uh... (laughs) He has, like, a wife that mysteriously disappeared, and then there's all these other deaths that are linked to him, including, like, one that he, like, obviously did, where, like, a body was found (laughs) in a Galveston river, and, like, I mean, he just keeps getting away with murder, and then they did, like, a whole, they did a movie, was Gosling in it? Yeah, it was called All Good Things. It had Ryan Gosling and Kirsten Dunst, and um, it's it's a very fictionalized version of the truth. <laughs> well, so but then when he, he came out and like reached out to the director of that movie and was like, "I want to go on the record," and so then they ended up making like a a true life documentary with him really in it about him, and it's super creepy. He's the creepiest villain monster on earth. It's definitely <laughs> worth a watch. It came out two years ago around this time because I remember right after South by having like a day where I sat in my, this was back when I lived in my little efficiency alone and I sat in the dark and ordered soup like takeout and watched all six episodes of it because Jess sent them to me on Dropbox all the way through and then started it over and watched them all the way through again Yeah, immediately 
and then I watched with, them. Yeah. I watched them by myself, and then I was like, "Holy shit!" I told my boyfriend, "I was like, we have to watch this." And so then we watched it together. <laughs> I think I've watched it maybe three times. Like I've seen it through. all the way through three times, and and we've just started it now for what would be my fourth time and my my boyfriend's first time. Um, but I Your slept with it. Crime obsessions are not a new thing. No. No, 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 no. True crime. I've always had this. I mean, it started with like unsolved mysteries when I was a kid. I did love Unsolved Mysteries. And it's all on Amazon right now, which is amazing. So what? you can watch all of them, even like the like very, very old ones. And then when it gets to the guy with like the mustache, you can watch those too. <laughs> <laughs> We're plugging so many shows, you guys. So we are. Trench coats. Yeah. Lots of trench coats. People aren't going to have any more time to listen to our podcast because we're just telling them to watch and listen to all these other things. Yeah. Well, I listen to podcasts all day long about other shows pretty much. So mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of where I'm at. I still don't understand how you can listen to podcasts while you work. I mean, I'm doing design. I'm not writing or anything. Well, that's true. I listen to them all day, regardless of what I'm doing. I just It's because I work alone, and if I don't have them on, I feel like totally cut off from the world. It makes me sad. <laughs> if you listen to our podcast and pretend that we're just there in the room with you. I've definitely done that. <laughs> yeah no there have definitely been times good. where i've been having like a meltdown and i was and i've just gone and like put on an episode of the podcast like an old <laughs> one and just been like i'm with my friends i'm not here i'm not in this everything place. is gonna be okay everything <laughs> is fine do you guys remember that inventor show where on it the guy had um the therapy buddy my therapy buddy and like when you hugged it it was like Everything is going to be okay. I don't like that. That sounds and all of them, they, they were so creeped. All the judges were freaking out. They're like, no, not a chance. And he was like, I don't understand. Like, this is what people need. They need someone to tell them it's going to be okay. Yeah, people. And they were like, they no, sir. People. Not robots. Not I will find the video and we, we will embed it in the blog post because it's out of control. Like Gross. he's just so adamant that the world needs this thing. And all of the judges were like, you're insane. This is, this would terrify me. I would have nightmares. Ooh, I don't like that. That's pretty yeah, classic though. So you already hid what? Oh, I said, I hate it. Oh, hate it. I was like, you already hid what? Your therapy buddy? Is it him hidden <laughs> in your bed now? He lives We're in my closet that. with my horrible monster cat. <laughs> they just both stare at me. That sounds terrifying for that sure. That reminds me of this. Remember the little, the Furbies that would learn language? <laughs> they were such a precursor to what we're actually having right now. Well, I had one and it was irritating because you, you didn't really turn off and it would like learn how to say things and then I would have it in my closet and then it would like open its creepy little fake bird eyes in the middle of the night and like talk to me while I was sleeping. Oh my god. Yeah, it was That's fucked so up. scary. Yeah, no, you're like lying in bed and then it would like pop its eyes open and it'd be like, I love you, mommy. And you'd be like, mm, I'm going to take your batteries <laughs> out and then I'm going to put you in the dumpster. And then uh, it would still say, but I love you, mommy. Lo- I love you, mommy. Yeah. And you're like, okay, this is horrible. <laughs> I don't think I was allowed to have a Furby. Maybe just because they were annoying. My mom and dad were like, "No, you're that's evil. You can't have it." Well, they sensed the darkness in them, and they kept it away from you. Unlike my parents, which bought us both too. I heard that <laughs> they would like you could take the batteries out, and they would still talk. Is yeah. that a lie? No, that's exactly what happened to me. I took the battery out of it and put it back in my closet, and it opened its eyes and said something else again. So I slammed it against the wall. 
That is so terrifying. And also, it literally, with no battery or power supply, still said, I love you, mommy, in the middle of the night. And it's like, I'll never forget it. It was like this blue fucking creepy. They were like kind of like birds and kind of like Pokemon. I'm not really sure what they were supposed to be. but Also kind of like a mogwai. Yeah. A mix between a bird and a mogwai. Little gremlin-y. And uh, yeah, it would just pop its eyes open in the middle of the night and go, I love you, mommy. And on top of being irritating, it was creepy. And then also, like, children need their sleep. Don't wake me up in the middle of the night. Why would they right? make you do that? They're not. Well, the thing that was fucking scary about them is that they're motion activated. So I don't know what the F walked past it in the middle of the night to wake it up in my dark, <laughs> empty bedroom. So that's the thing that's extra creepy is if they open their eyes and start talking in the middle of the night, it implies that something human size has moved past them and caught their attention. No, 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 no. Yikes. I remember... Go ahead. Oh, see, so if you're a kid, or in my case, like a middle schooler, alone in your room, and you don't share your room with anybody else, and your Furby comes on, on top of being like, oh, God, that's awful, you also have to think, who else is in this room with me? And then you have to... It's just, they're not okay. And then you grab a baseball bat and you prepare. Yeah. But uh, I remember I, I worked at McDonald's when I was younger, and... They came out with a line of Furbies. They were they, they obviously weren't battery powered, but they all had some sort of little thing that they did. And those things were second only to the Beanie Babies in popularity. People went insane to collect all of them and would like lose their mind if you didn't have the one that they needed. It was so bad. <laughs> And they were so cheap. Like, they were McDonald's Happy Meal toys. Like, they were so cheap and bullshit. I had, they were little. Yeah. They weren't, like, full-size Furbies. No. They were, like, the, little keychains, weren't they? No, they were bigger than keychains. They were probably, like, three or four inches, something like that. They were, like, probably... They were a little bit bigger than a fist. But, yeah, like, sometimes, like, they would have a button on the back where you their eyes would move or their ears would move or something like that. Like, complete garbage toy. But... That they they rode on that that wave of of the the Furbies that were you know in the stores and people demons. went nuts. <laughs> Did y'all collect Beanie Babies? I had a few just because I worked at McDonald's and then I sold all of them. I we didn't collect so them so much as we had them. We like would get them as toys, but we didn't. We weren't avid collectors. Right. Yeah, that was mine too. Like my aunt would always give us um, Beanie Babies and I had so many. And I remember like at one point in college, I was really broke and I was like, okay, I'm just going to cash in these Beanie Babies and it's going to be cool. I'm going to pay my rent. And I went online to like try to sell them and they were worth like pennies, like nothing. I had been fucking toting around this giant box of Beanie Babies my entire college career. (laughs) And all of a sudden I was like, wow, these are worth literally nothing. I can't believe you bought your Beanie Baby collection to college with you. <laughs> I thought they'd be worth money one day. <laughs> I actually had a super special edition one that only McDonald's employees got. And uh, when, when I got rid of them, I, I think I got like five bucks for it. That was it. Nice. <laughs> so I was, was like a Grimace. A what? Like a Grimace or something? I don't know what that is. No, it just it was basically just one of the bears but it had a special message i'm doing air quotes here special special message from ronald mcdonald on the tag and like the little ronald mcdonald heart foundation 
to the Ronald McDowell House Foundation. Yeah, it was for each of the employees. Thanks for working for no money. <laughs> exactly. And dealing with all the insane people that came to get Beanie Babies this season. Like, seriously, like, you had to prepare for the apocalypse when the Beanie Babies went live every year. Oh, I'm sure. That's like, horrible. middle-aged moms just losing their shit because they already have the one that you have, and they thought you were going to start the new one this week, and we're like, well, no, we didn't run out, so sorry. And <laughs> they would actually try to bribe you to go back in the back and open other boxes and see if you had ones that they needed. I mean, this, people were nuts. I understand, like, those people, like, need to get a serious hobby instead of that. Like, that's just ridiculous. And also harassing um, under, you know, minimum wage employees for that. That's what I was going to say. If you're making five twenty-five an hour, which I'd ima- I imagine was the minimum wage back when you were working there, Rob, uh, take the bribe. Yeah, you know, that's was true. Was that an age joke? Was that an age joke? No, sir? that was the minimum wage when I was like in high school <laughs> yeah, and would have had a, okay. a similar style job. I know. I just don't know what. I think the minimum wage has gone up to like seven twenty-five now. Yeah. Yeah. But it used to be five twenty-five, like when we were all teenagers. And mm-hmm. uh, if that's what you're making an hour, like take the thirty dollars and go get them the beanie baby they want. You know what I mean? Like ride <laughs> that. You deserve it. I can neither confirm nor deny that I have ever taken a bribe for a beanie baby. Oh, man, it's going to come back and bite you in the ass one day when you run for some Shit. sort of office. Ronald McDonald's <laughs> going to be outside your house. Just with, like, a, a spiked bat just waiting yeah. for me. Hello, like, Robert. It's yeah. been a while. I love you, Mommy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, on that creepy-ass note. Yeah. So Rob lives in our house now. <laughs> yeah. It's moving on in. <laughs> I'm home alone right now, and now I'm afraid a Furby and a Beanie Baby are just going to come out of my closet and kill me. It's been a long time, Robert. No, I don't like that. That was terrifying. (laughs) Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to share one of your terrifying childhood stories or any memories you have about horrible collectible plush toys, please let us know anywhere you find us. You can find us at whyareyoutalkingpodcast.com where you can read the blog post or listen to the episode. You can also find us on... Yeah? I think I started doing your part. (laughs) You put us on iTunes. Oh, yeah, that one. It's been a while. You can also find us on iTunes where you can subscribe or share us with friends or leave us a review. We're on Instagram at whyareyoutalkingpodcast. Or you can tweet your horror stories to us at W-A-Y-T podcast. And you can also listen and subscribe on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com forward slash W-A-Y-T podcast. And until next time where we share more of our traumatic stories from our childhood, I'm Rob Z. I'm Jess. And Sarah. And this has been the Why Are You Talking Podcast. (laughs) 